Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And joining us now to talk about all of that and why it is definitely going to be a scene of major demonstrations in the next few days is New York City Councilwoman Joanne Ariola. Uh, Councilwoman, uh, great to have you here on the show. I got to get your reaction because I know your district literally is adjacent to where Floyd Bennett Field is essentially, what there's a bridge that connects the two. Talk about your concerns. Thank you, Rita. Thank you for giving me the time and allowing me the time to talk about this issue. So there is one bridge, it's a walking bridge and and cars as well, that separate my district from Floyd Bennett Field. And when you're talking about Governor Hochul um, asking the president to put 7,500 single men at Floyd Bennett Field in a migrant base camp, you're literally putting an army of men that have been unvetted. We don't know their country of origin. We don't know if they committed a crime. We don't know uh, why they've come here. Are they seeking asylum? We cannot see the forest from the trees because we're getting 10,000 migrants a, a week. And the mayor said it himself, and you played the clip. He said, never before has he ever not seen the end or a solution to a problem until now. We do have over 110,000 migrants. We cannot sustain it any longer. Let me ask you about the backstory, too, uh, because you put this out on Facebook uh, that what you thought from indications from the governor, maybe it wasn't going to happen. And then suddenly, uh, guess what? You find out that they're doing a lease. You tried to meet with her. Talk about some of the efforts you've been doing to try to block this. From the moment that we started to hear that our federal historic park, whether it's Wadsworth or Tilden or, or Floyd Bennett, were going to be used, we immediately, I belong to the Common Sense Caucus in the city council led by Joe Borelli and, and Bob Holden, and it's a bipartisan uh, caucus. And we started to write letters to the governor, to the mayor, to the president saying, you cannot desecrate our, our federal properties. And you know what? In return, we got crickets. No answer. Then I partnered with an assemblywoman who is the representative for Floyd Bennett Field. Uh, she represents them in the assembly. Her name is Jamie Williams. I signed on to her letter. Within a few days, we were able to get a meeting, not with the governor, but with her staff. And we had the letter set out definite questions that we needed answers for. And I'll tell you what. They had no answers. Everything was, we'll get back to you. I don't know. We'll get back to you. I don't know. So we were waiting for those answers. And yesterday, uh, called Governor Hochul's office again, saying we need a follow-up meeting. And was told, we don't need a follow-up meeting because there's been no change regarding Floyd Bennett Field. Then it was tweeted today that the White House expects that there will be finalized lease between the state and the federal government with the hope, they're using very vague words, hope of either today, tomorrow, or the next day. But we're just not having it. We are going to have tomorrow a press conference in front of uh, Floyd Bennett Field, the opening of Floyd Bennett Field, the entrance, and we will be putting in an injunction to stop this from happening. 
would any other state allow their federal historic properties, their parkland, to house migrant base camps? Would they do it at Yellowstone? Would they do it at the Grand Canyon? No way. So why are these any different? Yeah, what, why do you think and why do you think they have chosen this, just as you said, and to describe to everybody in our audience across the country, Councilwoman, Floyd Bennett Field is an old airfield. It's a big location. And the fact that they're talking about it being originally, again, it was just a few hundred. Now I've heard 7,000. It's a big location. Just you described it as a migrant base camp. I sadly think that that's where it's going. I mean, if you look at the mayor has said that he doesn't see an end in sight. I don't see an end in sight until this president plugs the border and I don't see him doing it anytime soon, which means that maybe that whole airfield is eventually going to be covered in tents or whatever else. And what's going to happen when it gets cold, when the weather gets cold? Well, these are the questions and these are the questions that I posed when I wrote a letter to Reed Nelson, the executive director of the National Advisory Council on Historic Preservation. It is their job to make sure that whenever a a historically preserved land like Floyd Bennett Field has community input and environmental impact studies, none of which was done. And this is this field has has the potential the potential of flooding, even with the slightest rain. We went there a few weeks ago after a rally. There was a light rain. I was up to my ankles in in water. Uh, Assemblymember Williams went there just a few days later and, and actually the other night yesterday, and she was up to her ankles in water. If we get any type of major storm, which we more than likely will in this hurricane season, they're going to wind up spending hundreds of millions of dollars to put a base camp up only to take it down because people will be at risk because it is in a very low flood zone. It's not safe. Those those um, those uh, uh, those areas that they want to use get flooded immediately. You also have on that property you have counterterrorism. You have our our um, helicopter fleet. You have PSNY training center. You have a marine base. You have aviator sports complex. You have um, you have groups that come in and hand out food for people who are who are uh, experiencing food insecurity how is this going to continue if we have 7500 men on that property and that's unsustainable and by the way uh there is a beach really close by describe why this is such a nightmare just as you said it is expected to be single adult men who have not been vetted by the way we don't know their criminal history there's no way to know what their criminal history is from their home country, which is all over the world, as we know. Uh, but it's right across the way, right from a beach. Where What, are you going to see women in bathing suits and kids in bathing suits? And then you got single adult men not far away. Just kind of describe the scene, Councilwoman. So Floyd Bennett is surrounded by water on the majority, on the, on the um, I guess, the eastern border of Floyd Bennett. There's fishermen that go there. This, this is all utilized. There's kayaking there, and it floods all the time. Now, once the migrants get there, and again, we don't know if they're seeking asylum or they're here illegally. We don't know because we're too busy thinking about giving them work authorizations instead of saying, no, what we have to do is reactivate ICE. 
secure our borders. And and really, that's why I always kind of go a little bit harder on Biden and Hochul, because unless they do something at the borders, unless the Biden administration starts to close the borders and have judges at those borders like they used to be, that would separate the asylum seekers from those trying to enter our our country illegally, we're never going to get out from under this. In fact, we went from originally 15,000 migrants that were here, we're over 110,000. It's actually gotten so far ahead of us that our own mayor is saying he doesn't see an end to it or, or any type of solution to the problem. That is an issue. Yeah. And that's an issue that I'd like to help solve by saying to President Biden and Kathy Hochul, it's not enough to send us money. You can send money. You can send hundreds of millions of dollars to help us get out of debt. But if we don't close the borders, it'll be like having a bucket, filling it with water that has a hole in it. It is never going to be enough. Yeah, no, you're right. There is no end in sight. And the other issue is, too, is if you push for the work permits and, like you said, keep getting more money, it actually incentivizes uh, more of them to come. And it doesn't stop the process. It doesn't change the vetting or the lack thereof. There are so many questions. I'm glad that you are raising the alarm because this needs to happen. It is an enormous, enormous issue. It's right there, as you know, near your neighborhood, right smack uh, with that connecting bridge. And the fact that it seems to be done so surreptitiously, and this is going to be an enormous, enormous shelter. Uh, This is, I think, a very serious issue. And you got to keep us posted what happens with the injunction and the press conference. New York City Councilwoman Joanne Ariola, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Rita, for the time. Be well.